I want us to go real quickly. Yeah. Hallelujah. I want us to go very quickly into the Bible. Go to 1 Chronicles, the 16th chapter. And I want to go and start at the 25th verse, but I'm going to go back to 1 Chronicles 15 as well. And I want to, I want, I want to, I want to start to build on this as we started last Wednesday and last Friday. I want to build on this. I want us to get ready for the change. Get ready for the change. Somebody said, get ready for the change. Somebody said, I'm ready for the change. Now, now, as, as you read, hallelujah, David wrote a song. As you read, David wrote a song after he came into power, after he came and onto the throne of Israel, became the king in the place of Saul. He, he did a lot of changing he set up for a lot of changes. And I want to start with this song. I'm going, I'm going to walk backwards. I'm going to start with the song and then I'm going to walk backwards. The song that David wrote said, For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. God is great and greatly to be praised. God is great and he should be praised with great enthusiasm. He should be praised with great exuberance. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. God also is to be feared above all other false gods. God is to be revered over everyone who thinks themselves to be empowered. God is to be revered over every dignitary. God is to be revered over every potentate. God is to be revered over all the gods. For all the gods, small g, for all the gods of the people are nothing more than idols. They are false. They are pretenders. They can never measure up to God himself. They can never measure up to Elohim. They can never measure up to Yahweh. They can never measure up to this great Jehovah God. For all the gods of the people are idols. But the Lord himself made the heavens. Hallelujah. Glory and honor are in the presence, are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Hallelujah. So give unto the Lord. Uh, offer it up to him. Give unto the Lord intentionally. Give unto the Lord purposely. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Hallelujah. Give unto the Lord the glory. Do unto his name. Bring an offering. What does that have to do with it? Because you offer something of substance and value to that which you revere. You never come before a king without a gift. That is why the wise men that came, the magi that came, they were kings, but they knew that they can't come before a king without a gift. And they didn't just bring any gift. They brought gold. 
expensive frankincense, expensive myrrh, and presented it to a two-year-old king above every king. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. He said, give unto the Lord the glory that is due unto his name. Bring an offering before him because he's just that great. And come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Now, what does this have to do with change? This is what happens after things are placed in order. After things are placed in order, this song was written. After David came into the throne and became the king over Israel, this is a song that he wrote after he changed all of the order. There had to be a change to invoke the presence of the Lord. For God would not come back into the camp of Israel without there being a significant shift and change. Hallelujah. In order for them to reverence God in the proper way, in order for them to give him glory, in order for them to bask in his presence, there had to be a shift and a change. If you read in the book of 1 Chronicles 15 chapter, it starts up and says that David went and he brought, in the, in the city of David, he, he, he built a house for the Ark of the Covenant. He built a house in the city of David to bring the ark back into Israel, which had been gone for a while. The presence of God had left Israel for the ark of the covenant of the Lord God represents his presence. It represents his presence. And in order for God's presence to come back into Israel, there had to be some changes made. Hallelujah. Because they were religious, but they weren't right. They had a form of godliness, but they weren't right. They were worshiping based on tradition without the presence of God. And we find ourselves in this 21st century, we find ourselves quite possibly in the same position of going through the traditional moves and not realizing the presence of God tonight here. Not realizing that we're doing things based on routine and tradition and there's no sign of his presence. There are no miracles. So the generations coming up they cannot adequately know and revere God because we have left the, the prescribed way of revering him, loving him, worshiping him, serving him. We've got other things in place that need to be torn down. I'll, I'll deal with three amens. We've got other things in place that need to be torn down. And we need to realize that without his presence, we're just spinning our wheels. We are just spinning our wheels. Gifted, called, and maybe even anointed, but you don't realize that we're doing it the wrong way. We have put our own preference over the call of God. We have put our own desires and our own convenience over the call of God and think that God is going to bless it. No, we have disrespected 
rejected God by not sanctifying our lives solely over to him. We've disrespected him. Hallelujah. Amen. So David said, I, I'm not going to reign, I'm not going to rule without God being here. I'm not going to be like my predecessor. I'm going to make the adequate changes and make this thing conducive to God residing here. I got to make sure my life is right so God can, I got to build a house in my heart for God to live in. I've got to set a sanctified place for God to live in. I don't hear anybody here. So David sanctified a place in Chronicles 15 and 1. In the city of David, he built a house for the ark of the covenant of the Lord God. Hallelujah. And, and when he did so, he sent back down to Obed-Edom's house for them to get the ark and to bring it back because he's not going to start the rain without the ark. I am not going into 2022 without the presence. I am not going another day without the change and the shift and dismantling everything that will hinder God and, and erecting the thing that will cause God to reside. And he sent the Levites to go get the ark. We ministers have got to go get the presence of God back. We ministers have got to get the anointing back. We ministers have got to carry the weight of the anointing. We can't just preach because we know how to. We got to have that power. We got to carry the weight. We've got to carry the weight of the anointing. Our lives have got to be sanctified. We cannot do this based on our charisma. We cannot do this based on our gifting. We've got to do this with a sanctified life. In order to bring the presence of the Lord in, we've got to be sanctified as Levites, as pastors, as elders, as ministers. we got to be servants that are sanctified. Because the people demand and deserve to have real leaders. I don't hear anybody here. The people demand... To have real leaders. And we have got to be accountable. Because they, they they're only going to hear God's word. And they only need to hear God's word through clean vessels. Are y'all hearing me perfecting faith church? The vessel got to be clean in order for the Holy Ghost to rest, rule, and abide. God help me today. David made him houses in the city of David and prepared a place for the ark of, the, uh, ark of God. And he pitched a tent for it. Then David said, nobody can carry this. That is not called. We got to make sure that the people in place are called. 2022, there's going to be a change in this house. 
Did you hear me? 2022, there's going to be a change in this house. We've got to make sure the people that are carrying this are called. Well, Pastor, how you go, how can you say that somebody's not called? Because that's what the anointing on the pastor is for. The anointing of the pastor is a discerning spirit to be able to earmark those who are called and to be able to tell those who are not that they're not. I don't hear nobody. Yeah, it's time for us to change our routine. Nobody but those who are called can carry this. Because the people need to know that the right folk are in place. So that the power of God can flow. And so that their confidence in ministry can be reinstated. We have got to reinstate in the people confidence in the ministry. Hallelujah. I'm telling you this anointing is so heavy on me it's not funny hallelujah only the Levites can carry this for those are the ones that God called and chosen he's chosen them to usher in they got to pay the price cause this ark ain't light they got to pay the price cause this is a heavy anointing You got to be in full strength in your life and spiritual in order to carry this anointing. Good God. This ain't for everybody. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. He is so righteous. He is so sovereign. He is so special. He is so holy that you got to carry this in a specific way with a specific life. Your life has got to be right. And you're not your own righteousness. You got to be dressed in his righteousness. Talking to pastors and bishops and elders and ministers. I'm talking to you. Because the people can only grow by clean leading. The people can only follow a clean leader. I don't hear anybody. The people can only trust a clean leader. No more secret sin. Hallelujah. No more duplicitous action from the heads. Hallelujah. Integrity. It's not a lost art. Integrity. Have integrity in what you do. Live up to who you are. You carry the title, then carry the name. Carry the lifestyle. If you carry the title, carry the lifestyle. Carry the lifestyle. For the people and God demand it. I'm I'm preaching three messages at once. David said, none but the Levites should carry this ark. For them hath the Lord chosen to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him both day and night. Minister unto him forever. Hallelujah. And David gathered all Israel together. Got together all perfected faith church together. And David gathered all Israel together to Jerusalem and he wanted them to know that the ark was coming back. He gathered all Israel to come to the city of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Y'all not hearing me. 
to come to the city of peace. He brought them all together because he wanted them to know that he's, he's, he's in line with God. He wanted them to know that they, they could trust again. He wanted them to know that this ain't a Saul situation. We're doing this by God's book. Got to bring all the house together. So perfecting faith church will know that the ark of the Lord God is returning. That we are going to sanctify a place for God. I'm trying to get through here. Hallelujah. And, and he brought them together. Hallelujah. To bring the ark of God, the ark of the Lord, unto its place, which he had prepared for it. And, and David assembled the children of Aaron. There's going to be a lot of reading here. The children of Aaron and the Levites. Come on here. Of the sons of Kohath, Uriel the chief and his brothers 120 and uh, of the sons of, of Merari Asaiah the chief and his brethren 220 come on here and of the sons of Gershom Joel the chief and his brethren 130 and of the sons of Elisaphan uh, Shemaiah the chief and his brethren 200 and of the sons of Hebron Eliel the chief and his brother go back and his brother fourscore and uh, the sons of Usiel Aminadab and the chief and his brethren a hundred and twelve and David called Zadok and Abiathar the priests and for the Levites he called Uriel, Isaiah, Joel Shemaiah uh, uh, Eliel and Aminadab and he said to them we're not doing this like it was before hear me Mariah hear me Joel hear me Aminadab hear me Zadok hear me Abiathar hear me we're not doing it like it was. We are sanctifying God for the millions that are watching. We are going to sanctify God so that he can move in-house and through the lens into the heart of everybody watching. So that they can trust the word of God and trust the power of God that comes from this location. Y'all not hearing me. So that the vessels that stand before the camera and before the people are sanctified vessels. Purged and purified. Not having their own will and desire. Not having their own comfort and luxury. Not having their own convenience. But will sacrifice so the people can be blessed. Can't stand up on this platform unless you sacrifice. can't stand before these cameras unless you sacrifice he called them all together the leaders the leaders he called them all together <laughs> oh Jules I'm about to start called them all together and he said to them we're not playing games 
And if you're going to walk with me, you got to have the same sanctification that I have. And if anybody's going to be under you, they got to have the same sanctification that you have because you have the same sanctification that I have. Oh, oh, oh. that God of mine. And he said unto the leaders that gathered, he said, you are the chief of your fathers, the Levites. Don't worry about the scripture now, keep it on me. You are the chief of your fathers, the Levites. You're standing in a position of servitude, not prominence. You're standing in a position where you bow low to make sure that they rise up high. I don't hear anybody here. Leaders are not potentates. Leaders are not kingly. Leaders are not imperial. We're not emperors. We are servants. We're walking in front of the people, living in front of the people, the life that they're supposed to live. We are giving instruction to the people, the life that we are following. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. We are giving them from what God gave to us, and we must be the first partakers. I see I'm about to finish this next time. We have to be the first partakers. He said unto them, you are the chief of your fathers, the Levites. So you must sanctify. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You, you must go on this consecration. It's not an elective to leaders. The leaders follow their leader. If you can't follow me, then you don't need to lead. I'll say it again. If you can't follow, you don't need to lead. You can't lead on your own separate track, separate and apart from what the leader has said. You got to lead according to the leader's leadership. Are you hearing me? You can't be the head of a department saying, well, no, I, 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 no, 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 there's no I in it. It's about what the leader said. Hello, in the mighty name of Jesus, I take this authority and I declare to you that there will be no separate leadership in this ministry. You will either lead according to how you follow the leader or you will not lead at all, period. There's some changes. Somebody say, I'm ready for the change. Somebody holler, I'm ready for the change. He said, you're going to sanctify yourselves both you and the ones that are working with you you and your brethren gotta have the same sanctification as the leader has and the leader's got to have the sanctification that God dictates no more playing church we're gonna live this thing or we're gonna let it go we're going to live this thing or we're going to let it go. Are you hearing me? You shall therefore sanctify yourself, you and your brethren. Hallelujah. So that you can bring the ark of the Lord God. And so you can bring the ark 
of the Lord God of Israel into the place that I have prepared for it. For because you did it not right the first time, because you lost your balance and forgot to revere the Lord and you got into the position more than the, than, than the, than the worship. You got into, into the seat of authority more than the servitude and obedience to God. You kept a tradition without giving your heart. You kept the form of the religion out of routine, but not with your heart. For your heart carried an attitude. Uh, they call in another meeting. Uh, I guess I got to be there. No, you don't have to be there. No, 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 no. No, you don't have to be there. Well, I guess I got to show up. I don't know what they call another meeting for. Wrong spirit. Well, you go, you tell me what they said in the meeting because I got other things I got to do. Wrong spirit. If you can't come and if you can't follow, then you don't need to lead. If your heart's not there, well, I'm going to send a representative. Wrong! You're the leader. I don't know how I got on this because that wasn't the premise of this. If your heart's not there, and if you have a disdain for your leader, you don't need to lead the people. I'm being straight up today. To everyone that's watching that's not a member, this is what pastors have to do from time to time. We've got to set this thing straight because there's leaders in place that don't have the heart of leadership. There are leaders in place that wanna that wanna have their own agenda. And there's only one agenda. His agenda. Is he talking about me? If you got to ask that question, most likely I am. If you've got to ask that question, most likely that's conviction. Because you did not do it right the first time. Because your heart was not in it the first time. Because you did it based on your gift and not on your obedience. Because you did it for the position and for the platform and not for the real purpose. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be finished in a few minutes. I really, give me five more minutes. Because you didn't do it right the first time. The Lord, our God, separated himself. You kept the, relation, you kept the, the ritual going and didn't even realize God's not there. Because when God's there, there's signs and wonders. When God's there, there's, when God is there, there's transformation. When God is there, y'all don't hear me. When God is there, there is legitimate power. When God is there, there's growth. Because you did it not right the first time, God separated himself. And there was a breach between us and God. Everything in place except for his presence. 
Everything going as usual, except for his presence. Hallelujah. And we get comfortable like that and still call this church. But without his presence, it's just a gathering. Without his presence, it's just a religious bunch of zealots coming together for no reason. To be seen of the pastor. To get in the good graces of the leader. Yeah, I watch all the dancing. and Yeah, I see you. But the problem is, God doesn't. The problem is God doesn't respect what your heart's not attached to. Uh, Jesus said, with your mouths you worship me. With your mouths you worship me. But your hearts are far from me. Say the right thing because you're in the presence of Jesus. He's the leader. He's got this new movement going on. And you say the right thing, but your heart's not there. Because you did not do it right the first time. The Lord has made a breach. He's made a gap. He's, he says, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to grace this with my presence until the change is wrought. Until you reverence me. Until you see me as who I am. Sovereign, majestic, righteous, holy until you give the glory that's due with your life not your mouth with your life until you bring an offering not just of substance but of heart there's a breach that you sought him but you didn't do it after the right order there was a breakdown in prayer. There was a breakdown in fasting. There was a breakdown in humility. There was a breakdown in reverence and submission. There was a breakdown. You got comfortable in the cycle. There was a breakdown of humility to God and to one another. To God and to one another. To God and to one another. The church has somehow become compartmentalized. And leaders don't serve. The church has become compartmentalized. And Christians don't really pray. The church has become compartmentalized and Christians don't fast the church has become so broken that believers don't study the word but we gather together in emotion and emotion can never do anything but keep you in the same cycle but this is an hour a season, a dimension called change. Called change. And what you're about to see is not going to be, it's not going to be appealing to some. Because as you read in, in this 15th chapter, and I'm ending right now, really am. As you read in this 15th chapter, that after David sets up the ark 
into the place that's prepared and brings all Israel and gives them to eat and they all wear white linen ephod. David takes off his royal clothing and puts on the clothing of the people and makes the, makes the Levites put on the same clothing. White linen ephods takes off all his regalia and makes all the priests do the same. Uh, am I talking to anybody? We're not potentates when it comes to Christ. We are servants. Servants. And change is not always acceptable. And there's some people I know in Perfecting Faith Church that's going to have a problem with it. And it's okay, because if you read the last verse of the 15th chapter, you'll see that David's wife despised him. She despised him because of the change. Because of his change and the change wrought that her father instituted. She, who was close to him, despised him with her heart. Some change is going to cause people to be disturbed. But when you hear from God, you cannot concern yourself with the opinion of the naysayer. Well, he's going to do that. I'm going to leave the church. Well, I tell you to call the office and get a letter of exit because your leaving is not going to stop the change. I'm stepping down because he done changed so much it ain't the same church it used to be. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. It is not the same church that it used to be. This is a church moving into its next dimension for the sake of the souls, for the sake of the unbelievers to bring them to the knowledge of Jesus Christ for the increase of the body of Christ for the strength of the saints I'm prepared to be despised I'm prepared for the walk away but the change is here it's not coming it's here I'm prepared for the open. And I'm talking not just about me, but I'm talking about you because you got to be prepared that when you make the strong change, people are not going to accept it, believe it, understand it, or approve it. And you don't need the acceptance, belief, understanding, or approval of anybody. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? You don't need the acceptance, the belief, the approval, or the understanding of it. Anybody, when God calls you to change, 